fact, rumour, scrutiny, suggestion, the huddle. Oh, Lord. Granny visiting for six months has already got a massive no on the text machine. With me right now on the huddle, we've got Tim Beveridge and Jack Tame. Hi, lads. Hello. Jack, they should have let uh, Aussie-based Kiwis in bypassing MIQ before Christmas, shouldn't they? Uh, well, I can't see any scientific reason why they shouldn't. So, yeah, I, I mean, I think... Um, you know, even Michael Baker says that. Let us not forget that. <laughs> I, I, I think um, over the last couple of weeks, you know, any, any kind of scientific reasoning why it is somehow, um, it presents, a, you know, a, a greatly increased risk to have people coming here from Australia and, and you know, it, it has, has kind of dissipated. I'm not suggesting they should uh, be allowed straight out into the community immediately necessarily, but it seems to me very peculiar that we have a couple of thousand people who are COVID-19 positive, trusted to isolate at home, and yet we can't let in people who are testing negative, who are double vaccinated from a comparable country like Australia. It makes no scientific sense. I can only imagine that it is something logistical and that you know they feel like they are fighting fires on so many fronts at the moment that they weren't able to act sooner. I don't think it's going to come as much... Um, yeah, yeah, look, it, it, it's, it, is, it is progress and it's a bit more certainty, which is what everyone's wanted, right? So I think that's, that's positive. But I was talking to a mate today, a Kiwi mate, who is married to an Australian citizen. And I said, oh, awesome, you'll be able to come home at the end of summer and see your family. He said, yeah, I'll be able to, but my wife won't be able to mm. until April. And, and, and look, I, you know what, right. I'm, I'm going to pick it right now. I'm going to say that that April date is going to change for Australian citizens. I reckon we'll see Australians before then. It's actually May. It's the 1st of May. It's, it's, it's midnight, 30 April, so it just sounds better. You know, the thing is, actually, Tim, I reckon what's gone on here is, remember when Grant Robertson said, oh, we can't open the borders, National's going to give you COVID for Christmas. Because Grant did that, I think that's why they can't even move on the border for Christmas, huh. because they're basically back. It's just political, isn't it? Oh, my God, that's, that's so cynical uh, and believable. Mm. Uh, look, you know, I remember, I, you know what I thought of when I, when I heard about the ex explanation for this decision? It takes me back to when the Prime Minister talked about the free speech issue and she said, oh, you, you know it when you see it. And I just get the feeling that all these decisions, are, we are at the mercy of the Prime Minister's whims and her reckons. It's yeah. almost like, a, it's, for me, it's like a political Munchausen by proxy syndrome where she makes <laughs> us all sick with her decisions and then will eventually take the credit when she cures us and gives us freedoms we should have had ages ago. I, I just think, you know, look at, the, as you said, the number of cases we've got in New Zealand. People are at more risk of Aucklanders, uh, you know, coming ready or not, we're going on holiday, uh, than people coming from Australia. It just, it just seems yeah. perverse to me. And if that really is the reason for the delay about giving people COVID for Christmas, well, they're going to be given it to them anyway with the Aucklanders. Yeah, Auckland yeah, can I, can I just say this, yeah. Heather? I, yeah, I mean, I, I totally disagree. Like, I, I don't think for a moment that will be the reason. I think it was a really dumb thing for Grant Robertson to say and for Chris Hipkins to say. No, it's not. <laughs> Come on. Of course it there's, is. There's, I, I, think, I don't think that's... I, I, look, we know that if they were to open it up, at, in the short term, at the very least, they might improve um, a bit, you know, they might improve amongst the commentariat. They might even improve a little bit in the polls. So there are actually actually political incentives to no, open Jack, up and allow New about, Zealand families to reunite for Christmas. Think about yeah. Think about okay, that's exactly and, right. Think about that. Okay, well, right? can, so, can I say too, like like if if there were to be a major spike before Christmas or around New Year's, it's going to happen anyway, would, Jack. And we would have, just down. let me finish. And we would have and we would have say you know, 10 deaths a day, yeah. all of a sudden, all of us in the commentary would be screaming at the no, government we wouldn't. saying, you, what did we lock down for? This is it. Why did we? And now we're having deaths all the time. We, I no, just we think, wouldn't. I think if you were to be 100% honest, 
you would have to say that if there was anywhere to live around the world for the last two years, it's still New Zealand right no, at the top oh, of the list. Are you serious? Yeah, what, what, yeah how, absolutely. How far? Oh, my gosh. You, you, you have drunk the Kool-Aid, Jack. I just, you look, have... I just spent, I just, I just said to you, I thought, I, I think there's absolutely no scientific justification. I think their plans over the last couple of months have been incoherent. However, I still you think... You think that there is a logistical honest, reason for you being so naive, aren't you, no, if you think there's a logistical reason I, for I, What's the logistical my, reason? My, when I say logistical reasons, I think that they aren't prepared, they don't have the capacity, and it's their own fault they don't have the capacity, to handle the border setting changes whilst also handling the transition to the traffic Jack, light we system were handling, and the lifting dude, of all it's not that I'm not hard saying that's to acceptable. Fly in. I'm not it's saying not that that's hard. acceptable, Heather. I'm just saying I think that's I think the only realistic reason. It. All right, yeah. we'll take a quick break with us. We'll come back because we have to talk about what's going on with them, <laughs> the possum, but there's also more serious things. We'll get back to it in just a tick. 12 away from six. 10 away from six. Um, so, Tim, the, the, the government's really copying it from a bunch of different quarters at the moment. You know, this is the opposition MPs. It's the Human Rights Commissioner and stuff for the haste with which they're approaching this vaccine mandates legislation. Can you understand why people are so cross about that? Well, yeah, and I, look, in a way, I think the government's almost left itself no choice but to move so quickly and without consulting anyone because they're just so late on everything regarding this stuff. It, it, it seems that they, they're not a government with a great track record for thinking ahead. They've got this majority so they can do what they want. And uh, But, yeah, I think that the criticisms that, that are being thrown at them are, are, are totally justified, but in a way, the government's got no other choice because they're so late bringing this stuff to the table. Yeah, it is, it is remarkable, Jack, that they've left it to the last minute. I mean, I was talking to people about a month ago who explained to me what the legislation was going to look like, and it matches this, and, and they could have done it a month ago, basically, by the yeah, sounds of things. I agree. Okay, so this is, this is the art of holding two um, complex thoughts in your head at the same time, guys. You can compliment <laughs> the government whilst at the same time critiquing parts of the response. I don't think this is acceptable. I think this is left way too late for a piece of legislation of this magnitude and complexity. I think it should have been done ages ago. And I think, quite frankly, that there are plenty of um, different things we can turn to in the response that show us the government never foresaw an instance where they wouldn't be able to eradicate COVID from the community using yeah. lockdowns alone. I mean, look at the, look at the um, trialling of the vaccine passport system at the moment. I mean, they're all, they're, you know, they're having all sorts of errors and things. In my opinion, they should have been developing the vaccine passport system from the moment they ordered the jabs. They shouldn't have been waiting yeah. to sign off on that yeah. until October. So I think absolutely that this, this isn't good enough. I was, I mean, even Trevor Mallard made the unusual step of critiquing it in the House. <laughs> Which is highly unusual. And, you know, for mm. something of this magnitude, it's not good enough. OK, I don't have a long time, so I just need a really quick take from each of you. But um, this woman has a possum as a pet in Dunedin, and people say it should be killed. Should it be killed, Tim? Uh, oh, God. Um, the it's best a thing about that it possum is, a is it's... The best thing about that possum is its, na is its name. If it was, <laughs> if it was uh, turned into possum pie... I wouldn't be crying any tears. Jack, would you kill someone's pet because it's a pest? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't <laughs> kill it. But you know what? If if you're okay with having house cats roaming the streets, then you shouldn't be have a problem with someone having a possum as a pet either. Actually, not a bad point, guys. It's great to talk to you. Thank you so much, Tim Beveridge and Jack Tame. Seven away from six.